does love really exist or is love a biological trick hmm does love really exist or is love a biological trick just love you have for another person or are you talking just specifically romantic oh so there's levels to the shit thanks for tuning in this is tyler what up this is zach this is a no structure podcast no structure Let's just say, like, love with your significant other. So just relationship type love. Um, I think when you're younger, maybe just it's a biological trick just because you're looking for that. But as you get older, you start figuring out what you want. So that by the time that you meet somebody that kind of fits those wants, then, yeah, it's not a biological trick anymore. Like, you've already experienced all these things. Now you know for sure what you want. It's like test driving a bunch of cars. But I feel like you can actually use that as an argument to it being a biological trick and here's why so you're saying that you're kind of testing out people for lack of a better way to say that right and that, I don't, yeah that yeah. sounds really bad like, until you find the one yeah right but you're testing out these people because deep down and i'm not saying this is what it is but let's just right. look at it uh from a primitive aspect you are looking for someone who you can have a family with right, right? so you want to find someone physically attractive that's the first thing that you're probably looking for subconsciously. Yeah. Right. Because you're probably going to produce the best offspring for a successful future. Right. Right. Thing number two is the love part. And that is, in a sense, a bond. You want a bond with somebody because, taking it back to primitive times again, if you have a bond with a woman, you as a man, yeah, that means she, after she has her kids, is not going to run off with another man and that man kill your kids so he can have kids with her. Kind you know of, what I mean? It was kind of dark. Dude. It was kind of dark. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> like, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then the other way, a girl having your kids wants protection from you. And the bond yeah. is going to make sure that, you know, there's something there that ties you together. Right. right. So that would be an old version of love. Right. Right. Or maybe it's still a current version of love. Who knows? Well, yeah. The reason why I ask that is because, so you have that. But then nowadays, we look at how modern humans act and first <laughs> women and men do not have to be together in order for the kids to grow up successful right 100 agree all right but that was something that was required back in the day right in order to survive right now also physical attraction is not quite necessary as well either because a lot of people are finding people in ways that you don't even see the person until a certain point you right know? so you physical know. attraction is not necessarily the thing that grasps a hundred percent. And that's with the hope that whatever they're showing you is what they actually are. That too. That's like you're not going to get catfished or whatever the fuck kids be doing nowadays yeah. to each other. My point of that though <laughs> is that what what is love now? Because we don't need those things. We don't we don't need the protection because actually, man and women can protect themselves. Right. We don't necessarily need the physical attraction. We want it, but we don't need it because kid, because relationships happen regardless. Yeah, for and sure. it's been proven. Yeah. Um, that actually brings up an interesting point. So I watched um, this six-minute video with Will Smith where he talks about love. And he says that one of the reasons why love has changed over time is because we're misdefining it now. 
Um, we try to think of love as just making another person happy. And in all actuality, we can't make each other happy. I mean, we can try to make another person happy, but they, they can be unhappy even though you try a thousand different things to make them happy. So that's for one thing. And then he says, we also think about love in terms of desire and pleasure rather than like making an emotional bond with somebody else. It's like, how can you fulfill my desires and my pleasures? And if you can't do that, then I get rid of you. So do you think that we need an emotional bond for it to be love? Um, Like to stay with somebody? Yeah. Yeah, I would think you would need an emotional bond. I mean, you would still... I think that comes with being in love with somebody is that you have that emotional bond. But, I mean, there's still people that you have love for that you don't have an emotional bond for anymore. Like, you still wish them the best and things like that, but you don't necessarily need to have that emotional bond. That's not love. It's like caring for them, yeah. Well, you have... I That's think a level. Said, That's a level of love. Wait, let's yeah. let's break down the levels of love real fast. Okay. So then we can kind of touch back on this, because I have a feeling we're going to touch back on these at mm-hmm. some point. So first level of love. Let's look at um, your family. Yeah. Family would be a level. Right. Um, then you have uh, platonic friendship. Right. And then you have your children, which is like a protection love. Right. Right. Then you have... Uh, your significant other, which could be an intimate love. I don't know if there's more. There probably is yeah. more. I don't even know if these are real levels. I'm just talking yeah, about yeah, my I answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sounds good for the conversation. Yeah, right. So with that being said, is love a feeling? Um, Yeah, but it's it's not a feeling like when people say, like, love is, it's a biological, it is a feeling that's based off a biological trick, but I think that there's ways that you know, like, if you're talking to a person or you're in, engaging in some kind of intimate moment with the person, I think that if that is the right person for you, you're going to know the difference between that and everybody else before you. I mean, I can't say that specifically because I haven't found that person, but maybe you can speak on that a little bit more, but I feel like you'll know the difference between when you found the right person, that kind of love and the love you had for other people from before. So you have not been in love before. No, that's not to say I haven't been in love before, but I don't think that... Well, have you been in love before? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so how do you know that you're in love? How did I know I was in love? Yeah. Um, it was like the the little things, you know, like when little things would come up, like remembering little things. It was just like the little moments where it was like they built up to... It was not necessarily like the big things, like say, like the first time, I don't know, like you kissed or anything or whatever, you know, those the movies make it out to be, but it was like the little things, like... For me, it was remembering certain things and just kind of like just being there, I guess, was another reason. Like just always, it was never, it was never really for some big moment at all. It was always everything surrounding it. It was always just like being a person that was there. And so you enjoyed the vibe yeah. of the person, the yeah. person's energy. Yeah. It wasn't, the, it wasn't necessarily the event. Yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't like one thing that made me be like, oh, I'm in love. You know, it was like a build-up to it. It was like, oh, you remember this, or you remember that. That's pretty cool. Or you did this, or that, or you showed up for this, or you showed up for that. Like that was, I think, the things. It's like the I think love is like people being there for you when you need them the most, and even when you don't need them. Because there's times when, but this is your. This is when you knew that you were in love. Yeah. Okay. I think it was like a build-up of that kind of stuff, and then one moment it just like kind of hits you, and you're just like, oh, I think I might love this person. Well, what do, what do you think? Like, because obviously we can't, we have to relate this to Taylor because we can't relate it to any other girl, but I'm saying like, Oh yeah, I, I was once in love with this one chick. Guy. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, I <laughs> no, can't. No, no, no. I know for a fact I'm in love with Taylor. Like, for yeah. a 100% fact. Well, I'd, I'd hope so. Shadow of a doubt. <laughs> yeah. And here's why. And the one ring to rule the ball is on your finger, so I'd hope Real so. Real talk. And it, this shit's fucking crazy to me, and yeah. I can't make this shit up. Yeah. When I say it's a fucking feeling, it's a feeling. Yeah. So, there was a point where... Like, I would, you know, date some chicks or whatever, and always, like, I'm just dating girls, you know, just trying to, like, we were talking about earlier, like, you kind of, like, you, you just feel, the field. Yeah, 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 you feel sure. the waters, you know what I mean? And it gets to a point where I'm just like, damn, like, 
this is this relationship is good, but it's just good. Yeah, you know, and that's it's just good. Like, you, did you ever think it would go from good to something else, or did you just think it would stay good forever? I was kind of hoping that it would be better. I, I don't know if I was necessarily hoping at the time that it would be better, or if deep down I knew it could be better. Yeah, you know. But then it got to a point where I ended up meeting Taylor, right? And I had, based off of all the relationships I've been in, I had my list of things that I did not want, right? Right. And I had my list of things that I must have mm-hmm. in a person. And I think everybody subconsciously has that. You yeah, know? for sure. Like, they just build it up over time. And when I met Taylor, I didn't know that not only I can have, which I thought I was very picky, mm-hmm. all my boxes were checked. And she had more boxes that I didn't even know I fucking wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit is fucking crazy to me. Like, yeah. That's how I know I'm in love with her. Because not only does she, like, meet everything that I ever wanted, like, she's everything more. Right. You know? That shit is fucking crazy. Like, I've never had that. Right. Period. That's dope. She's crazy. That's a dope way of putting it. Yeah, man. There was, um, I asked, uh, and I won't say who it is. I mean, I don't know if he'd care if I said it on here, but it doesn't matter. But I asked one time this person how he knew he wanted to propose to his girlfriend at the time. And he goes, honestly, dude, the, it's as simple as I can't, I would not know how to live a day without her. He's like, I honestly don't know what I would do without this person every single day. Yeah. He's like, I would be a complete and total loss and wreck without this person. And I was like, damn. <laughs> does does love scare you? Absolutely. I think it should scare everybody. You think so? Yeah, 100%. Elaborate. Because uh, love is a scary thing. I mean, it's you're literally trusting. So love is like the greatest ends of a... It's literally like a drug. It's like the greatest ends of a spectrum. You have your highest high and your lowest low. Like love can tip on either scale. And you're trusting somebody to hopefully not tip it to the worst scale. To not make you feel miserable from it. You're hoping that, that that they're not going to do that. You're trusting them to not... I don't want to use the word betray because that sounds so nasty. The word Exploit betray. your vulnerabilities. There you go. Okay. Perfect. That's a very Dr. Phil moment for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was a good one. I like that. I agree with you. Like, it is a... It's a vulnerable thing. I don't know if I'm scared of it. I'm more excited. It's like a scary, excited feeling. It's like when you're going on a roller coaster. Like, did you think Jerry Jerry Seinfeld says like you're going up the roller coaster and you know that the drops? Yeah, you know the drops coming, but yeah. you're like you're excited, but you're also scared at the same time. But, yeah. But then the drop, you end up dropping, and you're like, man, this is fucking kind of fun. Yeah, that's real. Yes, you said love is like a drug. Yes, for and sure. It's, it's been said many times. Do you think it's because like a breakup feels like cold turkey? Almost, yeah. Like it feels like you have off. to, yeah. You're just cut off, and you almost have to. You almost have to do it 100% cold turkey because I've been in situations before where you try to be friends with somebody after, it's not going to work, man. As much as you, so you've care, been heartbroken. Oh, 100%. Tell us about it. Uh, Story time. I don't know. Fucking tell that. us about it. I don't it. know about all that. Shit. I mean, it's. I mean, it's just it's the same thing as anybody else. I would get. I mean, I would assume. I don't know how everybody takes it, but I mean, everybody. I think has to get hurt at some point. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I think everybody has to get hurt at some point. Yeah, I've definitely, I've been hurt a couple times. I try to be tougher than I was at the time, for sure. Yeah. Maybe that's just a guy thing. Right. Yeah, you, I agree with you. You have to go through some type of, some type of heartbreak. So you, uh, you develop, it's not a tolerance, but like a, like your guard. And I don't want to say, because some people's guard is too high. Right. You know, but you, you still have to be aware of what to look for. But the crazy thing about people's guards, too, is you don't know why that person's guard is so high. So you might think that they're just being difficult when in reality, they might have just gotten fucked over a whole bunch That's of the past. That's true. Like, I know, I put, like, for example, and it's not because I've gotten fucked over. I just put my guard high because I don't really trust people because people are fucking weird these days. But you know what I mean? Like, Is it I weird put, to ask somebody, like, hey, have you, 
You've been you've been pretty uptight lately. Have you been fucked over? Yeah, that should be the first question you ask on the first <laughs> day. You should be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Zach." Uh, by the way, have you do you have any insecurities yeah. or like lingering exes that I might have to know Tell about? Me about your heartbreak? Yeah, yeah. No, you have to. I think you have to go through heartbreak, and it sucks, especially that like that first real one, like that first real heartbreak. That one sucks, but it also helps you. Re- I think it helps a lot of people figure out who they are as a person too. One hundred percent. Yeah. If you learn from it, every every experience in life obviously is a learning experience. One hundred percent. One thing that you have to learn from. That's one thing I'm going to teach my kids is that you just the shit was bad, but did you learn something from it so that you know you don't have to go down this road again? Right. We're talking about heartbreak. What is it? Do you think that makes people fall out of love? Well, like the like for the Will Smith thing, he was saying how it's when you don't meet people's expectations. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. And I, I kind of agree to a point, but I don't necessarily think it's expectations. I just think at some point, if that person's not for you, it's gonna to, it's going to become obvious no matter what. But that goes to your expectations. Yeah. Like you have an expectation about what the person should be. And if right. they don't meet it, then that you feel like they're not for you. Right. So that makes sense. But sometimes I do believe that we put our expectations way too high. And then sometimes we might end up passing up on something good just because our expectations are too high. But hmm. I also think so that sometimes, you know, too, like that it's wait, just... wait, 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 I want to touch on that. Okay. That's a good point because there's two people that we know who I think they're trying to find somebody and they do have too high of expectations right. for face value. But is there such thing of having too high expectations? Um, should you settle? I wouldn't say necessarily settling. I don't think necessarily settling, but I think people these days, we, with the internet and movies and like, cause if you watch rom-coms or anything like that, none of them have bad endings. They're all good endings. The two, the two people always end up together and then you just assume that they live this happy, carefree life together. Man, they probably got a fucking mortgage that they hate. They probably got two kids that they fucking despise. A car that they can't afford. Like Maybe they are know, perfect, though. But maybe they are. Let's but look the, at it like this. But like, the thing is, we've seen so many of those perfect things, and now we built up in our mind that things have to be perfect like that. But not necessarily have to be, but this is what I want. Yeah, right? but, not, but nothing this is, is going to This be is what like I'm striving for. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say nothing is going to be like the movie. I think that there is a possibility that if you... Put your mind to it. You can achieve it. That sounds fucking corny. But yeah. For real. I get what you mean. But one of the reasons why I love Insecure and the writing in Insecure is because it seems so real and lifelike. That seems more real to me than rom-comedies do. For sure. That's a more, I think that's a more accurate portrayal of love in this generation than movies are. I agree with you to an extent. I do think that a lot of rom-coms are realistic, but they're showing half of the story. But an overall relationship can still be good. Yeah, no, you know? I agree. At the end of the day, it can yeah. have more good than bad. Oh, yeah, I 100% time. agree with that. But this this idea that we've gotten in our head that things aren't supposed to be tough in a relationship is a complete lie. Like, there's going to be tough moments all the time. Is that what we have in our head? I think that a lot of people do. Like, I think that people expect everybody to be perfect, and if they fall short of that, then we kind of just disregard them then. I do think that there's a lot of people that think that. I don't know if it's the majority. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say okay, I would say a lot, but... Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely people that have that. But I don't think that... Which I'm not saying is a bad thing. Everybody should have what they want. Like, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying sometimes we might just put the bar a little too high for ourselves. I don't know if we... I don't know if people are putting the bar too high for themselves. Like, I can tell somebody, you are looking for somebody, you're looking for a specific demographic that stereotypically does not find you attractive. Mm -hmm. I can say that to somebody. Right. But who the fuck am I to say that? Because there might be somebody in that demographic that does fuck with them, that That checks all their boxes. 
You know what I mean? And true. me saying that to somebody that trusts my word might stop. And now I just fucked them over from a perfect match. No, I agree with you on that too. But I think with people is it now, because they're looking for that, if they do have something that falls in front of them, like let's say you're looking for this stereotype, not I'm going to say stereotypical, but you're looking for this expectation of a person, right? So you're searching and searching. You run into somebody, it's great, you meet them, everything's great, like the whole relationship starts going good, and then they don't fit all those boxes. Now you just throw that out because you have this expectation. That's what I mean. I feel like people will purposely throw away situations just because it's not quite up to what they want instead of being like hey maybe i need a little bit of flexibility because i think a lot of things in love is about being flexible yeah but i think that also has to do with maturity as well i think there's there's a certain point like let's say maybe around you know early to mid 20s you kind of are starting to click with that like right i need to not necessarily be realistic because that sounds like you're selling it's just i need to see what i actually want right not the fantasies, you know what I mean? Not the exactly. things that are just, you know, f- glittering. Right. Like, I want things that are beneficial, you know? And I think that that's what it is. It's not necessarily, like, we set our standards too high. It's just some of the standards just doesn't make sense for yourself. Exactly. And it's just, like, nobody's just going to meet, like, I'm not just going to walk out the door and meet this girl tomorrow. She's going to have the most perfect smile and be, have the most amazing Yo, person. she fucking might. I mean, that, that would be cool. She fucking <laughs> might. That would be really cool. But what I'm saying is, like, at some some level, not every, no, there's never going to be a perfect person for you. I don't believe that at all. Really? Not at all. Not one bit. Do you think that that's setting an unrealistic expectation on somebody else if you expect them to be perfect? If I expect another person to be perfect? Yeah. First of all, we're human, so I know for a fact you can't be perfect. Yeah. But I think that there is a person who is flawed in a perfect way for me. There you go. Okay, that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that. But that's perfect at the end of the day. Yeah, but it's still a flaw. Okay, but for me, it fits. Yeah. Like, it's like a puzzle piece that just fits. That's what I'm saying you know? is there's never going to be this cookie cutter perfect thing for you. That's what I mean. Like, you're never going to get exact height, exact eye color, exact hair. I mean, unless we go back to the cloning and the genetic stuff, maybe you could. But what I'm saying is not. it's never going to be a perfect. You're going to have to sacrifice something. Okay. Maybe she doesn't like cars or maybe yeah, she doesn't. If you want to be technical, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I get that, but I feel like things that you're going to like just are going to overpower the things that you don't like. Oh, yeah. You know? No, for sure. Yeah, and I agree. So. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Would you consider love being probably the only universal thing in the world? Like the one thing that can unite us all? Or just... I mean, not necessarily that. Just everybody understands what it is. Um, I think we all with, understand. With zero translation. Yeah, I think we all understand it to a degree, for sure. Um, I actually, Why is that, though? What What about it? Because I think people have felt love in different ways. like, And you felt love from people in different ways. Like, Let me ask this. Okay. Let's say that somebody, like a Tarzan person, grew up in the jungle mm-hmm. with no one around, no animals to raise him. He just fucking grew up, luckily. Yeah. Do you think that that person would know what love is? Not if they were completely nomad, like, or I mean, not nomad, but if they were completely by themselves, I don't think you so. You like that word nomad. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's been yeah. popping up a few times. Uh, it's twice. I okay. remember. But yeah, I do remember last time using that too, that I said I'm using it the wrong way. No, so uh, I was actually, have you, you seen Interstellar before, right? No. That's the space one. Yeah, with uh, Matthew McConaughey. No, I was going to watch that. Oh, that I watched the, the other one. The Martian? No, no, no. It was oh, another space one that came out around the time. Oh, the one with fucking Sandra Bullock? Yeah, that one. That one what was it? You didn't like it? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was dude, cool. Interstellar is a million times better than that movie. Is it? 1,000%. Interstellar is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Really? Yeah, maybe top three movies for me. So when I see three hours in a movie, it's almost like a turn Dude, but it, I wanted more. Probably like when someone sees three hours on our podcast, they're like, ugh. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I wanted more from the movie. 
when like, it was what? over. Like, I, really? would, I wish the movie would have kept going. This is why you like Star Wars. No, not really. Because Star Wars is just... It's long just, and keeps going and going. Nah, because I don't really like any of the new Star Wars. I okay. like the old ones. Okay. Um, no, I liked Interstellar because it explores a lot of things. But one of the things um, it explores is love. So in Interstellar, they get this distress call from another planet. And they have to make a choice between two people of who to save. And they're trying to debate it. And Matthew McConaughey is talking to Anne Hathaway. And he's like, the only reason you want to go to that planet is because you're in love with that person. Like, we need to tell everybody on the on the ship that the reason why you want to do that is because you're in love with them. She goes on this big speech rant, but uh, what I pulled from it is it's, uh, she says, Love isn't something that we invented. It's observable. It's powerful. It has, it has to mean something. Love is one thing that we're capable of perceiving that transcends dimensions of space and time. So, yeah, in that case, I do agree with you that love... You don't even have to say things to express your love. Like sometimes it could be so much as just giving somebody a dap or a hug or even like somebody you haven't seen in a while. You give them a little bit extra of a back rub when you see them, you know, something like that. Like that expresses love. So, yeah, I think that. Wait, who are you giving back rubs to? Don't, don't worry about that, bro. Okay. Don't worry about that. Uh, I feel you. That's, yeah, that's. I can see it being. Well, because like I like to read trip reports about like um, psychedelic drugs and stuff. Oh, okay. And they say like, oh, you know. I broke through, which means like yeah. you're in a place that humans just do not, humans just aren't there, right. you know, whether you believe that they're really just tripping or it's an actual place is irrelevant to what I'm trying to say. The fact is, is that they feel love there, Yeah, you know, and that kind of goes to the dimension thing. Like, well, it just seems like it. it's just a thing that's just there. And we can even, we love people that have passed on. Like they're not even here. They're not even affecting our immediate surrounding, but just that feeling that we got from what they had when they were here yeah. is enough for us to keep on loving them. Yeah. Which is insane to me. I mean, it's not insane, but that just shows that like love is the one thing that we can observe, but we can't really quantify or like figure out. Yeah. Like love is a weird thing. It's just, do you think that we will be able to quantify it? Do you think we'll be able to capture it and see it? And it's like some glowing plasma. What color do you think love would... I mean, because people would think it would be pink, but what pink. color? Do you think it would be pink? Yeah. I think it'd be white. That's too pure, bro. That's what I mean, but love is pure. Or it's supposed to be pure. It gets tainted by what we do. Man, that's boring. I, <laughs> I want it to be something cool. Like something different. Like, oh, shit. Shit's pink. <laughs> what if it's just like, like a rainbow goo? And that would be cool if we reached the point where we're just so advanced as a society that we're just so fucking bored that we just decide one day to extract love. What a time. Yeah. That'd and then crazy. inject it into clones. Yeah. Because <laughs> clones are soulless, apparently. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to get crazy. Let's do this quick takeaway. Let me do my first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think true love, it, whether it be with your friends or your family or, you know, just anybody, romantic relationships. Um, is about equal give and take, but it's also about wanting the absolute best for that person and fostering an environment where they can be just that. Uh, that means like supporting people, championing them, and being there for them when they want you to be, but also when they need you to be. And there's a big difference in that. Like I mentioned earlier, like there's people that'll want you to be there when they're going through things because it's expected of you as a friend, but then there's going to be people that are going to, or moments in people's lives when they're going to need you to be there whether you want to be or not. And I think that's the difference between really loving somebody else or just being a friend or whatever to them. That's the big difference is just being there, I guess. So that's my big takeaway is loving somebody is wanting the best for them and being there for them. I get that. That's dope. My takeaway would be if you're looking for love, no matter who you are, I think that there is a person out there for you. Might not find them right away, but 
They're there. Promise you they're there. You both might have lessons that you need to learn before you guys are qualified to meet each other. Mm -hmm. But everybody has to get through that phase. Everybody has to get through these people. Yeah. You're going to find a person. It, It doesn't make sense for me to see a person not being able to be in love with somebody. Right. For sure. There's somebody out there for you. I agree. Period. Also, the day that we extract love, uh, we're putting them in necklaces. And you can find them on the <laughs> yeah. NoStructurePodcast.com. Yeah. You feel me? So, um, Hit us up. Um, one thing I did want to say about what about your takeaway. Um, oh, and then sometimes you will meet these people and they will be the perfect person for you. You just won't know it at the time. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it, it might take a couple of years for you guys to go through shit before you're like, man, maybe this person is right for me. Or you both will know each other at some point. You'll go through something and then you'll come back together because you both went through similar situations. That actually goes to something else. So this is going to be extended just a little bit longer. Okay. But going back to there's levels of the shit. Yeah. So on Dion Cole's stand-up, I forget what it was called, but it was his most recent one on Netflix. Right? Yeah. He kind of touches on it. And this is exactly how I feel about it. So people meet at a certain point in their life, right? Sure. These people that meet at certain points in their life doesn't mean that the levels that they're on are equal. Right. So some people could be maxed out with growth. Some people are in the beginning stage of growth and they might be right for each other at the time. Right. That doesn't mean that you guys are right for each other for forever. So you need to pay attention to the signs of if the person's even going to be right for you in the long run, you know? Right. Yeah. Because that goes with the the biological thing. Like it could, they could be providing you temporary happiness right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're there for the bigger picture. Exactly. They're, uh, I hate to use people as this term, but they're like a stepping stone to, what you are but then in their situation too you're probably just a stepping stone to where they're gonna be so as long as you guys learn something from it then who who gives a shit yeah everyone gotta learn yeah